911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how switching up your routine, even in the smallest amount, could start to change the trajectory of your entire lifestyle. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Clint, you just shared with me a couple of the techniques that you like to use with your own clients when it comes to starting to implement new routines into their lifestyle. So I'm wondering if you could share that a little bit with the listener. You know, one of the biggest problems that I'm always dealing with with my, with my clients that they present to me is they want to achieve fitness goals. They want to get the body that they've always wanted for themselves but they never have the motivation or the energy to do it. So I started the approach of changing their morning habits. You know, a morning habit, you wake up, you roll out of bed, you go to the bathroom, you get your cup of water, whatever it may be, is just what you do. None of us know why we do it. It's just how we do it. So in in the approach I take is I tell them, you roll out of bed and you roll onto the floor and start with one push-up, one sit-up. And when they do this, they're already starting their day off, not only with gratitude, but with that fitness mindset. I know one push-up doesn't seem like a lot or one sit-up, but in doing that, you're like, well, I'm already down there. I want, I know I can do more. So one push-up turns into two to five to 10. And then you start a routine on it. And now that's your morning habit. Instead of first going and grabbing that cup of coffee with tons of sweetener and sweet cream in it. And over time, you increase that goal from one push-up to 50 push-ups, to 100 push-ups. And you really establish that mindset of what you want for yourself. You know, then you can also transition that into workouts and whatever else in your life that you truly want. Some people practice meditation right out of bed. And it's funny that you you point at this today because... I believe in a pattern interrupt. I believe that's it's important and that's one of the only ways that we can start to move forward when it comes to growth in our lives. And for me, one thing I started doing about six months ago was I started taking stock of the things that I do routinely every morning. I'm the type of person to where the first thing I need to do is brush my teeth. I don't even want to drink coffee before I brush my teeth. And in identifying that, I started to think of what else I could do while I'm brushing my teeth. And you touched on gratitude. And for me, what I do is I start to visualize the entire day before it's even started while I'm brushing my teeth. And I start to embody all of the things that I know I'm going to be grateful for throughout the day to come. And I do this in a way to start to draw those sorts of things to me 
but most importantly, for me to be able to be very intuitive and very intentful when it comes to trying to identify those things as I go about my day. We brush our teeth for, what, a good 20 minutes? Floss my teeth, rinse, maybe it takes a total of three minutes. So that's three minutes of very direct focus on gratitude for what what the day is going to bring me. This ranges from my experience in the day with you, Clint. This also stems into my relationship with other people I know I'm going to come into contact with throughout the day. This goes into how grateful I feel sometimes for the ability to just process water through my kidneys every day. I say that because I drink over 100 ounces of water every day. And Clint and I have a friend who just recently had a kidney transplant after years of literally dying while waiting on the transplant list. So in him sharing that story with me, it allowed me to incorporate that into my daily ritual of being grateful every morning as I'm brushing my teeth for literally being able to process the water that I'm intaking. That might sound minute. It's something so small to me, yet it means everything for my friend. And those are the types of things that I try to pick up on every day. Those are the types of small things that I try to ask myself what I'm taking granted for every day. And I think it's great, Clint, that you're able to use that small tactic to incorporate into your client's training because it just starts with one small technique, one small pattern interrupt that's going to start to change or even mold the foundation for your entire day. And I love that you have them doing that in the morning. It's how we say like, One good habit leads to another, and one bad habit leads to another. And it's easy to say, oh, screw it. I just ate some crap food, and the rest of my day is screwed anyways. I might as well keep eating crap crap food. Well, it doesn't work that way. But it's so hard for us to have that self-discipline to be able to stop ourselves when we've already started to go down this negative spiral. And the key is just unlocking the morning. Unlocking the morning with such intent that you know you're taking full ownership of what's going to happen throughout your entire day. For us, we've included a lot of rituals, a lot of things that we do without question. Fueling our bodies every single day with a green smoothie. That goes without saying. We do that consistently. We do that because it's the first thing that we can do to supercharge the nutrients that we need in our empty bodies first thing in the morning. And with that specifically, it sets you up to where you're like, well, I put so much time and effort into making that this morning. I don't want to throw it all out the window by going and eating five donuts. Absolutely. And then you start to realize the difference in the way that you feel. That morning fatigue, we haven't felt that in I don't know how long. That desire for those cravings for, you know, those pastries or those carbs that early in the morning, it goes away because you realize that, okay, if I eat that, it's going to make me feel this way. And in learning to fuel your body instead of eating for feelings, that's really what it comes down to. It makes all the difference in the world. And with you mentioning that, I just had a deep conversation with one of my clients in reference to that. You know, sugar is a very addictive substance and our body craves it because we're not fueling it with 
what it truly needs. Yeah, and Clint and I just watched a documentary called The C Word. C stands for cancer. And it's crazy because apparently the manufacturers of like big tobacco, when they started to realize all of the federal regulations that were being imposed on tobacco products and how this was impacting their sales, what they did was they turned to the biggest food manufacturer companies of the world, like Nabisco. And in doing that, they're using the same addictive chemicals that they put into cigarettes, and they're putting it inside of the foods that you and your family eat every single day, the crackers, the cookies, the Cheetos. And it's doing the same exact thing that tobacco products have done. It's creating this addiction. It's creating this feeling of you not having your own self-control and not taking ownership of yourself because you're allowing other people to take it away. And they're trying to expose the truths as to what's happening with these foods. Manufactured foods are literally becoming the death of, of America in particular. And I think it's a shame that the FDA is allowing this to happen. There's no regulations on this yet. Maybe years and years down the road after we've lost more and more people that we love because of the big C word, maybe then they'll come around. Maybe it'll take them losing somebody that they love because of the big C word for them to finally realize what we're doing to our bodies. We're literally putting chemicals, byproducts, and these things that were never intended to become consumed orally into our bodies. It's like putting dirt inside of a vehicle. It doesn't run that way. And it breaks it. It ruins it. And we're doing the same thing to our health. And I think it's, it's amazing the way that like naturopath medicine is becoming more and more popular. It used to be something that was more of a, a Western remedy or a Western way of living. And as organic foods and the whole rush of being more holistic has starting to come to the United States more and more, these medical professionals are the ones that are just trying to make the waves and just educating people. There are many stores like Trader Joe's. You go to Trader Joe's, you think you're buying something healthy. They sell it at Trader Joe's. It must be great, right? That's what they publicize. But the truth is, in the United States, there's a very small percent of the amount of organic that has to be in an organic product in order for it to be labeled as organic. I know that on the East Coast, there are a couple stores that actually tell you, this is 52% organic. <laughs> okay, well, that means 48% of it is all the other shit stuff. So what's organic about it if you're still consuming 48% of the pesticides and who knows what else? I think people need to wake up. People need to know exactly what they're eating. The only way for us to truly do that is by trying to live the way that our grandparents did. Eat the things that are wholesome. Shop in the perimeter of the grocery store, not the center. And this doesn't mean you need to go blow a bunch of money. This doesn't mean I'm telling you that I, I believe that organic is solely the way to go. But what I do believe is, is that it is important for you to be educated on exactly what you're eating and not just taking for facts as to what it says on the label. I can guarantee you they're lying to you. Unless you can see, touch, sense, taste, and know exactly what's inside of that product, I can guarantee you they are lying to you. And it's a shame. It's a shame because 
it's being allowed. We're being allowed to consume products with the intent and belief that we're consuming something healthy when really a lot of these products, especially the manufactured ones, are doing more harm for us than good. More harm for us in a way that as science becomes more and more readily available on these types of products, all of the other issues, the underlining symptoms that we're having with these behavioral health problems, speech impediment issues in children, like the list goes on and on as to what's happening and how the foods that they are consuming are a byproduct. Food is medicine, but it has to be food. It can't be these chemicals. It can't be these genetically engineered products that are being slapped into a box with some all natural gluten-free, like who the fuck cares if it's gluten-free? You know how many Americans don't even understand what gluten-free means? That means you have celiac disease. That means you have an allergy to wheat. Do you know how few people actually have an allergy to wheat? You need to shit on a stick and submit it to your doctor in order to even see if you have celiac disease. How many people do you know brag about the fact that they are gluten-free? Next time you hear that, ask them, cool, so when did you shit on a stick? I bet you the answer will be never. But that's the way that society is conditioning us to think. That gluten-free aisle keeps growing bigger and bigger, and we're sucking it up. We're sucking it up because that's what society tells us we're supposed to do to live a healthy lifestyle. That's not healthy. That's misinformation. That should be illegal. That should be pinpointed as to why Americans have the highest obesity rate in the entire world. This is not okay. I know I just went on a rant. <laughs> uh, you were on a roll, so I was just going <laughs> to let you keep going because you're on point with everything you're saying. And as you sit there and you listen to this, maybe this is not news to you. Maybe it is. But it's my hope that you're able to take this information and understand that you are what you eat. But if you don't understand what it is that you're eating, who knows what you are or what's growing inside of you? Maybe check out that documentary. Clint and I don't have Netflix. We got it on Amazon Prime. I think it was like $3.99 HD. (laughs) (laughs) And the point I'm trying to make is that when you take ownership of the fact that what you read and see on the labels and what everybody is trying to produce as being this persona of the healthy lifestyle just might not be that healthy. And in the very least, it might not be that healthy for you. We are all unique. We are all unique in the manufacturing and the compounds of what we need internally. And when you're able to identify that your needs are unique in yours and that you don't follow into the same category as everybody else, then you're really able to enjoy your tactical living.